Welcome to the FHE Podcast, hosted by Amy and Maddie. We are the Fruity Horny Exmos. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the FHE Podcast. What's up? What's up everyone? It's been a while. For us, maybe not for you guys, because we did just put out episode 5 last week, but a fun fact about episode 5 is it was recorded at least a month ago. (laughs) And if you don't know... A little update about our life right now is that one of our cats got really sick and we were both just kind of depressed about that (laughs) and taking care of what we needed to take care of for him. So that's why there was a hiatus. But we're back. Yeah, we're back and our cat's doing better. He still has to take meds for another little while but he's doing better than he was and Mm -hmm. we miss doing the podcast so so here we are here we are episode six amy is going to introduce our topic yeah our topic today is what is the lesbian master doc Ooh, Ooh. never heard of her (laughs) so maddie have you ever read the lesbian master doc i have not well you're gonna learn a lot about it today Stoked. Stoked. So I remember I read The Lesbian Master Doc after, I think it was just that I knew I was gay and I was still married to my ex-husband. So I read it and it it didn't really resonate with me as much then just because of where I was in my sexuality journey. But especially rereading it back this time, (laughs) knowing that I'm 100% gay and, um, you know, just I just know myself better now, and I'm I'm no longer married to a man. That also really helped. So yeah, go I figure. Yeah, who knew that uh, not being married to a man would help you be a lesbian? <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So today I'm gonna kind of just break down a bit about the lesbian master doc. Obviously, we're always gonna recommend you reading. The sources for yourself. I'll put the link um, in the description for the Lesbian Master Doc. Yeah, if you're interested. <laughs> yeah, if you're interested, or you can just listen to this episode. <laughs> I get pretty thorough. I feel like mm-hmm. um, I picked out specific things that I felt like would resonate with our audience. So let's just get into it, shall we? Mm-hmm. So. Some people might refer to the lesbian master doc as the lesbian document. (laughs) So what is the lesbian document? It's a document that asks you to consider the nuances behind the question, are you a lesbian? Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Wow. The big question. The big question, are you a lesbian? (laughs) So the lesbian master doc, essentially the, the primary goal of this document is to help you learn the difference between heterosexuality and compulsory heterosexuality. And we'll get into what that means. But first, a little history about the Lesbian Master Doc. This document originally was shared anonymously on Tumblr before the author, Angeli Luz, shared it under her name. It got a lot of traction on Tumblr and helped a lot of people. But it was never really intended, I think, at the conception of the lesbian master doc to become such kind of like a defining 
foundational piece of discovering your sexuality. (laughs) Of being a lesbian. Yeah. (laughs) So the author had essentially researched what compulsory heterosexuality was and felt like there wasn't really a comprehensive tool, so to speak, about what that is and, and how that affects you know, women loving women, queer people in general. That's where the lesbian master doc came in. The author made a tool for self-reflection. Nice. Love that. That's the history of the lesbian master doc. And the primary, again, the primary question asked in the lesbian master doc is, is it heterosexuality or is it compulsory heterosexuality? So for my purposes of not stuttering over it, I'm going to refer to it as compet, which is, again, compulsory heterosexuality, compet. Okay. Wow, genius. Wow, who knew? Just, you know, combining two words like that would be easy. So what is compet? So the word compulsory, the opposite of that is optional. Okay, so if it's not optional, it's compulsory. It's forced, essentially. Basically, the second you're born on this fucking earth, unfortunately. <laughs> the heteronormative perspective, lifestyle, yeah, whatever, lifestyle, yeah. is pushed on you. That's kind of where the compulsory heterosexuality comes from. Is it learned or is it who you are? So again, compat is just, it's not optional to be anything but straight. So compat affects all genders, but mostly the studies that have been done on it are women-focused. I am going to try to be inclusive about compet, but know that specifically since our perspectives are of that of women, that we're going to default to women language, but we are well aware that there are people who are transgender, non-binary, and we'll kind of get more into that later, but compet doesn't affect just women. So I just wanted to kind of put a disclaimer in there. Basically, compet is... That as women, we're taught to make men happy. So Mm -hmm. do you think that is something that happens in the LDS church? Oh my God, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. So especially LDS people. I mean, society in general. Yeah. And I think a lot of religions. Oh, for sure. Christianity. Yeah. In particular. But I mean, our experience is from the LDS church and that is... 100% true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like your purpose on this earth is to support your husband and sustain your priesthood holder. Sustain your priesthood holder and have his babies. Mm -hmm. That's kind of it. And give up your entire life. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not really a person. You're a tool for an even bigger tool. Good one. Get it? (laughs) That was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I mean, really what compulsory heterosexuality is again. Right. Just like. Is this me or is this just what I've been taught? Mm-hmm. Compet is why so many people, queer people, women, etc., have been in hetero relationships prior to realizing their sexuality. Relatable. I'm going to be delving into the main points of the lesbian master doc and essentially just ask several questions that we're going to go over. So cool. the, the first question is how to know if you're a lesbian? I wonder, you need to figure out if you could be truthfully happy with a man versus attraction to a man. That's something that could be really difficult for 
women, especially raised in the church, because again, compet is a real fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just drilled into you your whole life. Yeah, which is why it took me so fucking long to figure it out. Oh, trust me, you'll uh, <laughs> you'll hear a lot of the, these things, and you'll be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> checks out. So many lesbians still struggle with compet. It can take a while before you no longer feel quote unquote wrong about being a lesbian. Does that resonate with you? Yes, it does. (laughs) Guilt and shame, folks. Mm -hmm. The next question is, but what if you've liked fictional men or male celebrities? Liking fictional men and male celebrities isn't impossible, right? It's easy because this male crush is completely unobtainable. So... You can have distance from romance or intimacy by having a crush, like an intense crush on a male celebrity or a fictional man. So that's not Hmm. abnormal. Yeah, I never thought of that. Mm -hmm. The next question is, I think I've liked men before. Being a lesbian means that you're no longer or you never have been attracted to men or you don't want to pursue relationships with them. Something that I really liked that the lesbian master doc says is that lesbian is a now identity mm-hmm. it's all about who you are now versus who you liked before or yeah. you know unworking those parts about compet that are really hard to get through so if you identify as a lesbian now that's what matters Love that. and if you do feel like you've liked a man before that doesn't mean that you're any less of a lesbian mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. It's okay if you try the lesbian label to see how it feels. And if you decide, you know, actually, this isn't right for me, that's okay. I think something that I in particular struggled with was that, you know, I've been married to a man. I was really positive, almost, that I was bisexual for a long time. And, you know, I told my ex-husband that before we got married. And I thought it was like 99% men, 1% women. (laughs) But (laughs) I know it's so not. And the more you allow yourself to think about yourself as who you are versus how you've been raised, I think that's really a pivotal point in the trajectory of being a lesbian. (laughs) Because I'd been married to a man, even after we got divorced, I was really reluctant to use the term lesbian, even though I was only interested in dating women because I'd been married to a man. And I was worried that if I used the term lesbian, that people would just kind of assume that my marriage had been null and void. Like, it didn't even mean anything because I was actually just a lesbian. Yeah. I mean, that was a big part of why it took me so long to come to terms with that label. But also, it's hard. It's (laughs) really hard. Using the term bisexual, you still have an anchor to heteronormativity, Mm -hmm. basically. You know, you can be in a straight passing relationship. You can be in a mixed orientation relationship. People don't know that. You know, you could be queer. Your your spouse could be straight. But if you are just a lesbian, you really only have one way to go. And it's not society's norm. Nope. So... It took me a while to get to that point, but finally I did kind of try it for a while. Well, I I did bisexual and then queer, and queer felt right, and I still really like queer, but I am a lesbian, no question, (laughs) 100% into women, so 100% into Maddie. Mm -hmm. 
Anyway, but lesbian doesn't have to mean only attracted to women. It could mean you only feel comfortable with women. It could mean you only prefer women or you prioritize women or you only have relationships with women. It doesn't have to mean completely cutting off any attraction from anyone but a woman or an AFAB person. Also, if you don't know what AFAB or AMAP means, it means assigned female at birth or assigned male at birth. That's a good inclusive term Mm -hmm. to use for someone who's transgender, non-binary. Every trans experience is different from everyone else's, but it is nice to still have commonality with other, you know, AFAB trans people, etc. Just in case you you haven't heard of that term, I don't know. what our audience is at all so me <laughs> there you go <laughs> anyway so I think I think that's good to also be upfront with is that lesbian doesn't have to just mean women yeah you know whatever it means to you yeah that's and, great and sexuality we will always say this sexuality is a spectrum bitches mm-hmm. <laughs> you're allowed to change your label you're allowed to Test things Figure out, see it how, out. It, how it feels, and eventually you'll find what's right for you or what's right for you at the time. Or you don't even have to label, label yourself at all. Yeah. You know, for me, it was helpful to have the label. I just had never let myself think like that before. If you think that you have liked men before and you're kind of confused by it, you know, that man could have just been objectively attractive or you could have actually been attracted to him. But again, it's really figuring out what that means. Yeah. Maybe he's physically attractive or maybe his personality is attractive. You know, it can mean a whole slew of things. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you were attracted to him. Yeah, it's that bringing it back to the beginning where you said if you can see yourself being happy with them versus being attracted to them. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think for me, I when I look back, I really was like, I don't really remember, you know, now that I've been with women and I know what attraction feels like, I like look back and I'm like, I never felt that way about men. Yeah. Not really. Mm -hmm. Maybe like a fraction where I was like, I guess it was more like I can tolerate (laughs) like your physical appearance more so than this other person. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It's really hard to figure out, you know, after the fact. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And that's okay. okay if you don't know. Oh, absolutely. And that ties right into the next part, which is conflicting feelings about men. <laughs> so compet means that any positive feelings towards a man means that you're attracted to them. So again, what we're taught at birth is to be submissive, submit to your husband, to the men in your life. The men in your life have power, especially in the LDS church. The men have the power. Mm-hmm. People can bitch at us all they want about the priesthoods, the and man's power, and child re- yeah. bearing is the woman's. No, fuck it's, off. It's not the same. Because if that power was equal, then how come women can't be bishops or... yeah. And look at, I think it was just this last conference, they showed how many women gave talks and how many men gave talks. Oh, yeah. It was like, I mean, I don't know the numbers, yeah. but the, the ratios are off. Oh, for sure. I mean, the entire church is biased towards men. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. And if people, like, say, no, the women 
have they yeah. have one minute and the man has 99 minutes that's the, that's i mean at least they have one minute no 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 yeah no why are you only happy with one minute it should be equal yeah it should be equal or just like you know maybe this time the women have 80 minutes the man the men have 20 or you know it doesn't always have to be 50 50 mm-hmm. it can be an ever-evolving thing yeah and why does it have to be split up by that anyway you know what i mean like yeah i really don't think it has to be but that's just the way this church was yep organized so yeah. but guys it's 2022 2022 hell yeah so anyway a little went tangent on a, yeah, it's fine a little rant there but, but it's fine basically yeah when you're raised in the church especially comp het is incredibly strong all of the crushes that i had on men for one hilarious <laughs> for two it was like any man that was nice to me I was like, does this mean something? <laughs> like, no, it yeah. doesn't. Yeah. More often than not, it didn't. We were just friends. But like... But you don't know. You don't... Yeah, you don't know. And and we'll talk more about like what that is um, in a minute. But like that's really what it is, right? Any positive feelings towards a man means that you're attracted. That's not true. Yeah. That's not true. You know conflicting feelings about men you might explain away reasons why you don't like a guy or you don't like dating in general and then there's like you love someone versus being in love with them that's a huge thing yeah that's a huge difference once you're really in love with someone it's like an a new color that you didn't know existed Mm -hmm. honestly and you thought you knew all the colors but you don't you know yeah i knew all the colors when i dated men and then when i dated women i was like these colors have been here the whole time. Are you joking me? Yeah, I know. Yeah. High school would have been a lot different for me. Let me just say that. Oh, same, <laughs> babe. Absolutely. Here are some signs of compet. Number one, deciding what kind of man you're attracted to based on a quote-unquote list of impossible criteria. Number two, testing or forcing attraction to conventionally attractive men. Number three, the idea versus reality of a man touching you or initiating physical contact or like romantic conversations. Number four, always having a reason to not want to date any man that's interested in you. Number five, only developing attraction to a guy after one of your female friends expresses attraction to them. So number six, you like receiving attention or validation, but you don't actually like the interaction. (laughs) And then number seven, you get jealous of specific female friends relationships and you think it's because you want to be with the man, but it's not. It's because you want to be with the woman. It's because you want to be with that girl, bitch. (laughs) 1000% on that one for me. I, that happened to me all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I have to think back. Yeah. I remember one specifically in college. One of my close friends in college started dating this guy that I did not like and we used to spend like every second together before this. But then she started dating this guy and I like never saw her. And I we had fights about it. I mean, like, I already <laughs> I hate when people do that in general with relationships. Like their entire life becomes just their partner. Yeah. That sucks if you're that person's friend. But the <laughs> level of angry <laughs> that I was was not like <laughs> Not normal. It wasn't. For a straight girl. Absolutely. No, no, no. No, it was weird. Number eight, relationships with men feel like a chore or a burden or something you must do. Yeah? Does that resonate with you? Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Number nine, you get crushes on every guy you're friendly with because there's no difference between friends or crushes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. If you could see Maddie's eyes right now, as big as sauces. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. That one also really hit me because, again, I had a crush on every single one of my best friends. <laughs> Because I was like, they like hanging out with me. They like talking to me. They must be in love with me. And they weren't. Like, And I wasn't either. But yeah. I didn't know that that's what that was. You know? Yeah. I mean, how could you? How could you? Compat is fucking real. Okay. Number 10, theoretical versus practical feelings. So you're like, theoretically, I could see myself liking this guy. You know, you, you can think about him in your mind. And you're like, yeah, like everything sounds great. But then in reality... You're like, this is not like meshing with the thought that I had in my head. Hmm. And it's because real life is different from imagination, babes. <laughs> Let me just tell you. What? What? Okay, 11, you're far more certain about your attraction to women, you know, when you get to that point. 12, only being with more like femme-presenting men or, on the contrary, hyper-masculine men. That's not really you. Yeah. Number 13, fantasies with men are vague. The more realistic they get, the less excited you get. Number 14, and this one especially rings the straight Amy Bell. Um, (laughs) You specifically like unattainable men or gay men. Yeah. I, like, I can't express to you how many of the men... I had crushes on growing up <laughs> in elementary school, in high school, at, in fucking college that ended up being gay. <laughs> Almost all of them. <laughs> like, it's wild to me. But it makes sense because, again, you don't, there's not really a future with them. Yeah. You don't have to be worried about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's nothing to lose. But you get to pass the, you know, Straight passing test. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just forget the numbers. So whatever. Just the next one is. (laughs) If a man shows interest in you, you immediately lose interest in him. The next one is mistake male approval for attraction. So you want men to want you. Again, it's kind of like if being straight was something that you got graded on. It's like, I made this man want me. That means that I must be straight passing. Yeah. Essentially. I think that one in particular really like struck me as well when I was going over this again was, you know, yeah, a lot of the men that I interacted with, it was definitely about like almost proving that I had value because a man wanted me in a physical way. Yeah. Which is fucked up. Yeah. Because your value is not based on your appearance or your body or yeah. what you can or physically do for men. Yeah. The next one is you get anxiety or discomfort around men and you, and it, you confuse that with the butterflies feeling. Yeah. Did you, did you ever have that? I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. I don't know. I know. It's like, I think that's where it's, it's really weird just to like look back. Oh, I know. I think it's cool that we have different experiences at currently at this point. Yeah. With exploring those past interactions, relationships, whatever. So it's it's cool to be able to explain this to you. <laughs> as someone who has like 
mostly I feel like figured it out. I mean, I, I'm still going to be learning about myself for a while, but it's a never ending process. <sighs> it really is. Good God. Next one is wishing you weren't attracted to men or wishing you were just a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bitch, if you're wishing you were just a lesbian, you are one. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry. Straight girls don't wish that. No. Like, don't. if, or at least, you don't have to necessarily be a lesbian, but if you're like, I wish I could just date women, yeah. you're gay in some way. Yeah. That's not normal straight <laughs> bitch behavior. No, it's not. The next one is, you're in a relationship with a man, and everything seems perfect, like on paper it's perfect, you have all the things that you thought you wanted, and you still feel like there's something missing. That's hard to say, because I don't know if it was, like, the relationship itself, <laughs> or men i don't know yeah yeah i know for, for <laughs> no oh no i totally get you i think for me with my marriage in particular i i had everything that i wanted at that point yeah like we had bought a house together when i started really figuring out do i want to be with a man um so really great timing but really super great timing next one is commitment phobic yikes oh my god me at maddie at me next time mm-hmm. or on the flip side jumping into relationships at amy yeah interesting yeah we're both like yeah i was just like i like i like this guy so i should just be like official like my first my very first boyfriend yeah we went on like two dates and we went and got facebook official (laughs) like when i was like 18 or 19 and then he he broke up with me shortly after that by blocking me on facebook like (laughs) what the fuck was i doing Or you could be in a relationship that's devoid of passion. Hmm. After a breakup, you miss having a boyfriend versus the actual guy you were dating. Worrying that you're broken? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Sex with men feels like a chore? I mean, yes and no. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel like every time... It's hard to say. I feel like every time you've talked about it with me, like, looking back, you're like, I really just, like, did it because I felt like... I had to, like, to just mm-hmm. get it over with. Yeah, I don't know. But then other times I sought it out, mm-hmm. so... I mean, you're it's a human being. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing is you can still have sexual urges yeah. that at at the point in your life that you're that you were at yeah. could only be fulfilled by a man because of compet. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, compet. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling like you have to be inebriated to have sex with men. Having fantasies about men that are still kind of gay, like pegging the man, having a threesome with another woman, thinking you might be asexual because sex with men isn't exciting. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, again, I don't know if that was the man or yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the men, I should say. Yeah, I mean, it really does take a lot of introspection. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what's great about this is it's supposed to make you think. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like, asks questions where it's like, I've never thought about that before. Like, was it him or was it me? Yeah. (sighs) Who fucking knows? I know. Only having sex with men when there's an extreme power imbalance. That one in particular resonated with me. (laughs) I did a lot of shady shit online, and it was (laughs) always within the confines of some type of extreme power imbalance. And I would just kind of, like, play into it because that was, like, more exciting yeah. To do ra- rather than just like normal sex. I was like, this is boring. I, that one resonated with me. <laughs> Using sex with men as a form of self-harm. I did that I with some so. women. <laughs> but not men. <laughs> low, low, low. But, um, you know, I... Low, 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 low. 
I think that brings up a good point. I think when people hear self-harm, they think of just the physical aspect of self-harming. Something that I really experienced after my divorce was emotional self-harm. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. Mm -hmm. And doing something because it makes you hate yourself more, that's emotional Mm self-harm. And that was me for a long time. (laughs) being bored with sex or not understanding what the big deal is at both of us at both of us i would say i know i was like this is it yeah like so i was too yeah and i mean there's always again going to be times where maybe it's a little better but yeah and i have had some some better times yeah i mean (laughs) same you know but i think again it's kind of your baseline is (laughs) fucked because you're potentially having sex with people you're not attracted to. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this was a little better maybe because they did something that, you know, excited my body more or the circumstances were like a little sexier, whatever. Yeah. That really is a factor also. (laughs) But I really did not understand what the big deal with sex was until Maddie. Oh, I mean, me too, actually. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? This is what this everyone is, like the big deal is? is talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew, guys? Who knew? Well, now we know. Hell yeah. Once again, thanks a lot, Compat. Compat. You ruined my life. Just kidding. You didn't. A little. I mean, <laughs> it was not great. Yeah. And then the last one it, for this one is doing it because you felt obligated, which we kind of on earlier yeah when you started with your early interest in women maybe these things might resonate with you if you're a lesbian <laughs> okay so not recognizing past or current crushes on women hell yeah every female friend of mine <laughs> <laughs> same yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> being unusually competitive eager shy around specific women yeah yeah yep mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry to say but yeah oh yeah no for real like my very first girl crush, I had this, like, overwhelming need to, like, be her friend. I didn't know what that was. I thought it was just because she was... You gay bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you gay bitch. Yeah. At Amy in seventh grade. You, you're just gay bitch. So, oh, my God. Yeah. Having strong feelings of admiration for specific female teachers growing up that were deep and reverent. <laughs> Um, I don't really feel like I have experienced that, but I know someone who does. It's not Amy, but I mean, no, but I was really palling around with one of my, with my senior English teacher and she was a woman. And I was like, always like calling her Leslie and being like, let's be friends on Facebook. And she was like, not until like five years after you graduate. And then I tried five years after and she didn't accept it. But you know what? That's fair. Yeah. So yeah, no, if you are in love with your English teacher. You gay, bitch. You gay. That's yeah. the gayest thing ever. Are you, oh, are you joking? Absolutely gay. 100%. <laughs> a different, unexplainable, close relationship with a close female friend. Rip indeed. Yep. Saying things like, I would date you if I were a guy or if you weren't a girl, etc. I'm sure I've said that. Oh, same. Yeah. I know I've said that, in fact, <laughs> multiple times to multiple people over multiple years. Cool. Do you think I'm gay? I don't know. Yeah. Let's let's keep let's, looking. Yeah, let's keep looking to find out. Yeah. In regards to the quote-unquote straight version of you. Okay. Saying things like, all girls like women somehow. Yeah, I for sure said that. Mm-hmm. Multiple times over multiple years. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. 
thinking you like looking at women strictly because of how society objectifies them and not because you're attracted to them. Being a really intense quote-unquote ally for the LGBTQ plus community and being weirdly emotional about homophobia or feeling like you're overly empathetic towards them. That was me to a fucking fault almost. <laughs> like I always was like, I don't get the big deal. <laughs> like, yeah. and I just had so many... And that leads into the next one, having most of your friend group from growing up or high school come out as being queer in some way. Yeah. Like... Yeah, that's definitely happened to me. All of my high school friends were gay men. And I (laughs) had crushes on all of them. Yeah, I had lots of gay friends in high school, who mostly males, but I I never had a crush on them because they were already out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I had crushes on them before... Yeah. They came out, and then <laughs> compet is just confusing, especially if it the is. guy is gay. Yeah. Like, how yeah. do you reconcile that in your head? Yeah. And see, at the time, still, I was like, well, love the sin or hate the sin, mm-hmm. you know? That's what my perspective was, yeah. which isn't great. Which, fuck off with that statement. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not. If you say that, your love is conditional. And who wants that? And the last one is having had people think you were gay when you had no idea. I think that's not necessarily that's not necessarily something that resonates with me only because, you know, I I didn't play any quote-unquote gay sports. Um, you know, I had so many crushes on men and like I kind of dressed like a tomboy, but I don't know. I don't like looking back now from my perspective, I'm like, God damn. Yeah. How did I not know? But it's not like people were like, are you gay? Like, yeah. no one asked I me mean, that. Yeah, and the community that we both grew up in. Yeah. No one knows what that looks like. No. So I didn't know. And all they know are the stereotypes. So if you don't fit yeah. into the specific stereotypes of, like, pixie cut. Yeah. Like, dressing like a boy. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Playing softball or golf. <laughs> Like, shut up. You know what I mean? Like, just let people enjoy shit. Exactly. So when you start exploring your attraction to women, you might think some of these things. Feeling like you could be romantic with a woman, but not sexual. Or vice versa. Thinking you could be sexual with a woman, but not romantic. You might be gay. I had a friend of mine from college recently reach out to me and kind of asking that question. She was like, I could see myself kissing a woman. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I could see myself in a relationship with a woman. Yeah. But also she's been married for eight years. I think that's that's harder to consider a relationship outside of such a maintained marriage, like long maintained marriage like that, you know? Yeah, that is hard. Friend from college, you might be gay. And I already told her that, so it's not like news. <laughs> um, seeing yourself more as the man than the woman in heterosex or like romance That one in particular, I grew up watching porn and I didn't understand why this was the case, but I specifically watched gay male porn and (laughs) it still took me a long time to realize why. The reason was that I felt so uncomfortable looking at a woman being pleased, which also like how pleased is a woman in porn, but whatever. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I could not look at a woman in that scenario. It just felt wrong. And now I know what that is. When I started watching porn, I would only watch straight porn. And it took me so long to, like, actually watch gay porn because it was just, like, 
no, if I watch it, then it could be true, you know? Yeah, it's just funny, like, the mental gymnastics that you go through. Because I never even considered if I watch like, women gay porn that I would like it. Yeah. I just knew deep down that something was wrong if I did that. But I, I never, like, thought about it deeper I know, me than either, that. Because I didn't, like, have the language oh, yeah. to figure out what was like going on yeah education is important it is guys this is why it's important hell yeah being really into kissing women specifically for male attention that wasn't something that i ever did trust me i feel like if i'd kissed a woman i would have known a long yeah actually it's funny because i did kiss a girl in high school i mean you just it was just like a peck though right there was mistletoe we were like "Eh, let's kiss (laughs) so we did wow that's you might be gay if yeah only feeling or expressing interest or attraction in women when you're inebriated so you know i know a lot of girls like that where it's like when they're sober they're like no i'm totally straight and then they take like a couple shots and they're like oh my god let's have sex yeah let's kiss yeah (laughs) so you're probably gay You gay, bitch. (laughs) Yes. Anxiety around men versus feeling much more comfortable with women. Hell yeah. Yeah. I thought that was just because... Men are terrifying. Yeah. Or, you know, like... Besties. I had a crush on them, so I was, like, nervous. Uh Uh-huh. Was it anxiety or was it actual nerves, like, attraction, butterflies, you know? Who knows? Who's to say? Could not tell you. Having high standards for men, but almost no standards for women. That was me when I started dating women. <laughs> and I still was like trying out men because I was like, maybe I just, maybe I just didn't have Did the right. My system. Yeah, I just, you know, I just need to see if I do like men in that way. Yeah. Um, I don't, <laughs> but I had no standards for women. <laughs> so back then. And the last one is feeling like none of your friend's partners are good enough for them. Yeah. Uh, no comment. No, just <laughs> I mean, just I, I remember feeling that, like, in college more yeah. so, you know? You might be gay. Anyway. That is the question. By the end of this, we'll know if I'm gay. Yeah. I think it, we're really just teetering on the edge of straight and gay. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know, guys. It's a nail biter. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned for the end of the episode. <laughs> just kind of finishing up with figuring yourself out. It can also include feelings about gender. Specifically for me, at least, I won't speak for Maddie. You know, I always felt like I am a woman. So this is definitely strictly from the doc and not from my own personal experience. Essentially, gender feelings are supposed to be kind of more easily figured out once you understand if you are or you can be a lesbian. Yeah. And again, I kind of think it's just like that tether to heteronormativity. Being a lesbian is like a big, scary stepping stone for a lot of people. But that can just be halfway for someone. You know, one of our close friends realized that they were lesbian. And after that, had an easier time sorting through their feelings about their gender. It's like, are you a lesbian? Are you a straight trans man? There are so many answers that you can't really find until you figure out your sexuality. Yeah. Going along with that would be, you know, feeling dysphoric, 
about someone calling you a woman or about your body, you know, that all can fall under the questions you might have about your gender after figuring out more of your sexuality. You can be trans, you can be non-binary and sort through that. And also being a lesbian, that's again, sexuality is a spectrum, gender is a spectrum, gender is fluid. Yeah. You don't have to have a cookie cutter label. Mm-hmm. It's what label feels right to you. The last section is considering lesbianism. If you have ever wanted to be a lesbian, but you worry that it was just an attention-seeking thing or it was just trendy. You know, I've had other people say that to me, but I've never felt that way. Yeah. I was like... Yeah, I don't either. Society's scary, so... So why would I want to do this to myself? Yeah, like put yourself in the line of fire. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally. Or you try to, like, prove to yourself or others that you're not a lesbian. Or wishing wishing you were a lesbian to escape men. Yeah, again, if you wish you were a lesbian, you are. Like You are one. <laughs> yeah, you are gay. You would like to touch some titty. I'm just going to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, that's not even the worst thing I've ever said on this podcast. That's true. Remember when I was like, Spencer W. Kimley, you need to go masturbate. (laughs) True, I can never forget that. So yeah, touching touching titty, that's pretty tame for me. (laughs) Worrying that some of your past attraction to men was actually real, so you can't be a lesbian. Again, whatever your label is now is who you are now. It doesn't have to be all-inclusive to your past roster of relationships or people that you've had physical or emotional interaction with. Yeah, definitely not. That's good. That is something that I've, like, thought about in the past. Oh, for sure. Like, wait, but I've been with men this whole time. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, that doesn't... That doesn't discount how you feel now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you know, those relationships were still relationships, yeah, you, you know. still learned something from that partner. Yeah. didn't matter what their gender was. Yeah, and here we are now. Mm-hmm. If you worry that you might not be solely attracted to women, so there's a possibility that you could be attracted to men or that you could change your mind, you know? Gotcha. Like, you can still call yourself a lesbian. It's okay yeah. to change your label. Yeah, it's okay to change your label. That's all. <laughs> the last thing I pulled from the Master Doc was... Worrying that trauma-induced complications with sex mean that you're not a real lesbian. So let's say that you had a traumatic experience sexually with a man and you no longer feel safe with them, but that doesn't mean you're not attracted to them, but you're not going to put yourself in a situation where you would be physical with a man like that. Yeah. And the term lesbian feels right for you. That's okay. Yeah. You know? that. Don't love that that happened to you. Yeah, I don't love the trauma part. I think... Lesbians. Lesbians. Lesbians unite. (laughs) Hell yeah. Maddie, do you think you're gay? You know, after a lot of thinking (laughs) and pondering, I think I'm gay, guys. It's been decided. You heard it here first on the FHE podcast. (laughs) Maddie's gay. Definitely not been... This is not the first time. No, no. Definitely not. I've... I've been with Amy for a year now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and we live together. Yeah, Maddie and I recently celebrated our one-year anniversary mm-hmm. from our first date. Yeah. Which was basically the day that we started just being girlfriends. Yeah, we just count that, because why not? Yeah, because it didn't, it didn't take long. Anyway. Anyway. So, so that's exciting. It should not be news. It's not news to me. I knew you were gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so that's kind of just, you know, not a brief overview of the Master Doc. <laughs> it's a pretty thorough one. For me, even just, you know, I've like I said at the beginning, I read through this when I was still married to a man. And at the time, I was like, no. 
doesn't no no don't feel that's not me that's so funny and now reading again i'm like damn okay yes yeah. and and that's the thing is compet is a fucking bitch preach <laughs> and it will take you a long time to, to get over that, especially yeah. I feel like if you were raised in the LDS church, because it's a fucking journey. I feel like I'm just barely getting to understand more about myself. Yeah. Like in that way, even though I've been out for like a year. Yeah. Pretty much. It takes a long time to unlearn all of those things. Absolutely. I mean, I'm still not 100% there. Like yeah. I would say that I've had more time with the concept of compet and... And unlearning those things, you know, that I was taught to believe in and feel when I was a kid. But that doesn't mean that those feelings just go away overnight. It, it takes a lot of internal work. Yep. Therapy, bitches. Hell yeah. Shout out to my therapist. <laughs> Hell yeah, mine too. <laughs> yeah. So if any of this really resonated with you, sorry, babe. You might be gay. <laughs> you gay bitch. You gay bitch. <laughs> that is all i have for you yeah that's it folks thanks for tuning in we're excited to be back we are excited to be back and we have a good amount of topics on our roster all ready to record Mm -hmm. and we have some new equipment so we do have new equipment that's exciting yes it is exciting and if if you hear a difference in sound quality just know we're still working out the kinks yes (laughs) so my degree was video not audio so, I mean, and I... I don't have a degree. In that. In that is what I meant. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, we're still figuring it out. Just be nice to us. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Just give us, <laughs> cut us some slack. Anyway, but we are really excited because the new equipment means what, Maddie? That we can have guests on the podcast, hell which yeah. we've been so excited for. Ugh, we really, so Let really... us know if you want to be a guest. Hell yeah. If you know us, IRL. You live in Utah and you want to be yeah. a guest? I yeah. mean, you don't have to live in Utah. If you want to come here and be a guest, hell yeah, love that. Yeah. Or I could figure out how to use Zoom or something. We're really excited to be able to have guests on our podcast. So keep an eye out for that moving forward. So our manifestation for this week is going to be letting yourself be who you are. Give yourself time and space to figure out who that is. And it's okay that you don't do it overnight. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Love that. Yep. Love you. I love you. And we love everyone that's listening to our podcast as well. Thanks for listening. Hell yeah. Anyway. (laughs) You just As friends, we're taken. As friends, we're in a monogamous relationship. Thank you. We love each other. That's this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FHE Podcast. We'll be posting more updates and behind the scenes photos there. So we hope that this week is just as fruity and horny as this episode. <laughs> and uh, these queer... Especially fruity. Especially, especially fruity. These queer bitches love you. And we'll see you <laughs> next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.